welcome uh, everybody to another episode of uh, XN Interviews. Uh, tonight we have uh, our my co-host Jay X, and uh, our guest this evening is uh, Chunky B. Um, welcome, Chunky B, and thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Um, no problem. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, first question: When did you uh, start MCOC, and what kind of caught your eye about it? Oh man, um, God, it's uh, I was not an original original player. I probably got in a few months after it started. Honestly, my uh, my kids started playing it, and I'm like, well, that's kind of neat. Um, but the social aspect was like, hey, maybe I should watch what you guys are doing. Let's make an alliance, and so that's kind of where it started. And then three. Four weeks after that, they moved on to other things and um, basically got me hooked and ditched me. And uh, here we are today. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So about how long um, did it take you before you really uh, got into like a higher tier alliance and um, wanted to start playing competitively? Oh, so so that was a while. I uh, once they were done, I played a lot of solo. Um, I can remember my first AQ fight with an alliance ever. Uh, I had no clue that you could move to a node and like go into the matchup screen and then back out. <laughs> and I moved to a, a link node against a Magneto. And the countdown's going and I'm freaking out and I'm trying to not suck and get immediately kicked out of an alliance. And um went for the fight and uh got yelled at and that was really super awesome um so (laughs) i kind of uh you know those are the days of uh, four stars gods and um premium crystals were just about all that there was and um you know from there it was tooling around doing a lot of uh, map three and then finally moving up later on to six and getting into actual organized alliances that was, um, you know, you don't see them so much anymore. You've got family alliances now, uh, but back then it was feeder alliances. Like you would, um, you'd play in the lower prestige alliance of a group of alliances and prove prove your, your worth and get pulled up over time into the big boys league. I'm doing air quotes with big boys because right, we right. all thought we were big boys back then. Um, you know, this is before war was even a thing. Um so it was uh it was good times. This is a much, much, much different layout, uh, uh much different ecosystem back then. Just totally, totally, totally flipped at this point. Yeah, okay. So um what were some of the uh the biggest changes that you that you think happened from back then to now? Well, um, you know, obviously the mechanics are much different. Uh like when when if you were a to original here, you know that there were basically um, a, a couple of different uh, archetypes for the characters. Like you had the large male, the medium male, the female character, and they all basically did the exact same thing. They were just different skins. Um, you know, you still got some of that in the game where your Winter Soldiers, um, uh, I think Punisher, like they still have some of the same move kits um you know the wolverine and the black panther specials um are basically exactly the same 
Um, so going from that, it seems like somewhere along the way, either Kabam hired some people or just learned what they could do with the engine a little bit better. Uh, and, you know, you started getting a lot of really cool animations, uh, a lot of really cool things. I mean, a lot of people don't know that Doctor Strange used to walk out into the fight and stand on the ground. Um, and when they see that in a really, really old video, they're totally blown away. So there's um there's still some really killer, killer videos from a couple of players that were uh, day one guys that were wiping out content with a three-star Doctor Strange and had some of the most sick intercepts you'll ever see. Like before, we all knew what the word intercept was. Yeah. It's, okay. that, that was always fun. <laughs> Um, so, uh, once, once you got all that, like into the, into perspective, how, how long did you start, uh, into the info bot? Uh, so, um, man, that goes back a long way. So about a year or so into playing, um, I met a, a handful of guys, started helping them out with some graphics. Um, those guys were running the infinity watch rooms. And so I joined with them, became an admin. We ran that for a while. Um, eventually, we started the Shield Rooms. So I was one of the creators with a, a handful of really great people who are still around and still running all of that. Um, we did some good stuff. We started uh, the War Games Room, which was kind of my baby. Um, you see a lot of you see a lot of that around now, which is really great to see because competition is awesome. So we would create our own in-game events. Uh, this is back when um, this is back when diversity first became a thing, and the game got really, really boring for a while. Uh, same thing day in, day out. Uh, war was basically just broken because it came down to who had the best diversity and you just ran through a map killing terrible defenders and then it was over. So we started designing just tons of events. We do one per week. Uh, after three weeks, all the top three from those three weekly events would get into a much more difficult monthly kind of championship event. Uh, we would pay out um, basically units. Um, I would be gifting uh, whatever sort of stuff that they wanted from my own account because I was the idiot that decided we needed to gift people to do stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so that got rather costly, uh, but we did some really fun stuff. Um, from there, we went into tournaments. Uh, and um, and then one day I, I heard that the guy that ran concierge was quitting uh, and going to nuke all his rooms. And so at that point, Concierge was like the number two bot in the game. Um, you know, I don't know why players chose Line way back in the day. I have no clue. I had never heard of Line, but somehow just players decided that Line was where they needed to be. So um, Josh Sizemore was his name. Uh, a lot of people, uh, if they know him, they'll have plenty of fun stories about him. Uh, but he had a ton of rooms, uh, a really unique recruiting style, and he was ready to burn it to the ground. So um, 
I know plenty of people approached them trying to save the rooms, trying to make sure that all the users had a home. Uh, and uh, we had had plenty of run-ins before, but I figured, you know what, what the hell, let me let me see what I can do about this. And um, so I talked to him, took about two weeks to kind of gain his trust and make him feel good about it and um, took over those concierge rooms from there. Um, that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, kept, I'm still in shield. I uh, still try to help them out when I can. Um, and just this past year, you know, I've known Mad Max for ages. Uh, we've always been buddies. We've always chatted about things. We've always uh, worked on different things together. And, um, you know, I came to him this past year and was like, look, there's, I'm getting older. I've got less time. You're the same way. Um, why don't we just kind of push everything towards Infobot, uh, kind of unite our efforts instead of working against each other to try to be the first one to get something out to everyone. Uh, you don't have rooms, but you've got followers on the bot. You've got a great calendar guy. You've got some great art guys. Let's take our teams and merge them and use our rooms. And so that's kind of where we went from there. Uh, you know, we were both in CCP together. Uh, like I said, we've known each other forever. And it just was kind of the logical next step to make sure that as many users as possible got what they needed to get. And, um, you know, since then, it's been cool. We brought in um, Frontline Dan, one of the coolest guys in the community. I've never seen literally anyone in six years that works harder than him. Still um, never taking a day off. <laughs> dude, I mean, like, I, I met him in New York, and, um, you know, I talked to him a little bit before that, and I started blasting his page as soon as I saw it. Uh, Miss Insomnia, one of the best leaders of any alliances that's ever been. Um, she has a shield. Uh, her alliances were called shield. Uh, she had a shield friends and family group. Uh, and I saw him start working on things and he was basically building a calendar pretty much in Google calendar. And I mean, just busting his butt to get info to people. And I was just super duper impressed with how nice he was, how hard he worked, uh, how committed to getting the right info he was. And so we started blasting that on concierge uh, and it was like a weekly cool, cool thing that made me feel good to be able to kick it out there and, you know, hopefully send some traffic his way. And so when the whole Infobot merge came along, you know, that was one of the stipulations that I had was, look, I want to get Dan involved at a high level. I want him able to blast what he wants to blast. And, um, you know, Max is no dummy. He knew immediately, like, yeah, let's, please, let's, let's get him no matter what. So that was, uh, that was a cool thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned you were, uh, you're a part of the CCP. Uh, how long have you been a part of the CCP? So I, um, God, maybe three years. Um, if you guys remember Adora, from the forums um she's probably been gone for three to four years uh she was the one that brought me in um she had brought me into some some group discussions with devs uh that kabam called the round table um really good uh, really 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 good discussion about direction of the game 
not necessarily testing anything, just, hey, look, this is what we want to do for war. Uh, this is what we want to do for this. This is what we want to do for this. Let's talk about it. And that was one of the first times uh, to have direct dev access and actually hear not just what was going to happen, but the mindset and the goals behind it. And so shortly after uh, the roundtable stuff, uh, she was like, you know, we need to get you into CCP. Uh, they actually had a couple of problems with the roundtable and a few people not honoring the agreements that they had signed <laughs> the roundtable away. And uh, she was like, you know, if you want to, if you want to keep doing this sort of stuff, if you want to be involved, uh, this is the best way that we've got for you to do it. Um, so, uh, three years, I guess I'm not, I left, uh, I left the CCP, uh, three, four months ago, probably, um, just kind of became a little bit different than what I would hope for it to be. Uh, and it didn't really serve a purpose for any of my goals anymore. I'm obviously not a YouTuber. I am not creating content and running streams. Um, and that's really what it's built for. Uh, and so, you know, I can clean up some space, uh, cut out some of my own headaches and let them do their own thing. Okay. So, um, was there any, like any particular moment that you actually, uh, had a say in whether or not that, uh, the game was changed in a certain way? Uh, Loads of times. Um, not that I'm special or anything, but I mean, every player thinks they know what needs to happen in the game. Um, having access is really half of the battle. Uh, being listened to, um, having a, just a, a, a willing ear that will be like, okay, yeah, what you got? Um, so gifting going away is probably one of the biggest things that probably would piss off a lot of players. Uh, that was me and a couple other people who I won't name just so that they don't get anybody yelling at them. Um, plenty of times. Um, you know, one of the big things I did was run a log out uh, four-ish years ago. Um, which caused an enormous clamor. Seton, Butamat, um, I'm being told that I am a spy for MMX and New York, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I've been involved in a lot of stuff, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's easier for me to do things kind of from the background, so I don't run around and talk about it a whole lot, but the one that people would recognize right off the bat would have been the gifting thing and gifting okay. should stay gone. I mean, I know people don't want to hear that. It's super duper awesome to be able to get a revive from your ally uh, mates. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I believe in helping folks. Uh, I love to get help here and there. Um, but I more than anything, Pretty much every move I've ever made was trying to make sure that it's the fairest game possible. Uh, you invest a lot of time, energy, effort, coordination, and for a lot of people, money uh, in this game. 
and for it to play out like the wild wild west over and over and over again is pretty much ridiculous so those have been the things that i've worked on the hardest okay um so you said that the the uh ccp was a little bit different from when you joined it to when you left um is there like any particular reason why why you left compared to what it was when you started uh ability to affect positive change um First off, uh, Glisker, Cade is one of the coolest dudes that has ever been in this game. Uh, sorry, just looking at chat real quick. Yeah, Glisker, uh, yeah. C Cade was awesome. I wish he'd come back. Um, he was great to be around. Uh, just super-duper fun guy. Um, but yeah, uh, CCP is the PR wing, man. Um, that's what it's there for. Uh, Kabam is a company. They have a bottom line to reach. Um, you know, they've got numbers, they've got to hit every month and they've got plans of their own and they do a, a lot better job communicating to the CCP what those plans are when they can. Uh, but it's literally, Hey, go make some videos, guys. Let's sell some crystals. And that's okay. That's, that's what content people who have access need to do and i'm not saying that anybody in the ccp is you know a bad guy or lady um it's just that's the that seems to be the focus of of what kabam wants going on with that group okay um so um uh would you would you say i i kind of i kind of had a question because um, a lot of people are going to be getting some some stimulus checks in America here recently, and um, <laughs> so I like I kind of wanted to s ask a question about spending money in game. Is there a way if if people are gonna go ahead and buy something in game, how would you go about doing it if you're gonna spend money? So uh, the fun part of spending money in game is gambling. I mean, um, I, we literally spend our days in a digital casino trying to get pixels, right? Like, that's pretty much what it is. Um, crystals are obviously the most fun uh, on a very deep psychological level. They do a lot of things to us. Just having that chance to, quote-unquote, beat the system, uh, luck up, hit the jackpot, whatever you want to call it. Um you know what you have a guy like um the most famous crystal opener uh Calwell dude didn't play his own account 90% of the time showed plenty of fight footage but what did people go watch him for they wanted to see the crystal openings uh when you are in a chat whether it's discord whether you are browsing twitter uh whether you are online or any other uh, a chat group, you know that you're going to see some look at what I got. Look at what I got. I got Mangog. I got whoever it might be, the hot champion of the time. Uh, that's what gets people excited, and that's what's the most tempting thing, but to me it's also the dumbest way to spend your money if you're going to spend it. Uh, to me, if you're 
going to spend, the smart spend is to clear content every time. So, um, you know, you're, you're going to uh, still get to the crystal opening uh, at the end of the content, uh, whether it's champions, whether it is catalysts, and you're still going to have a very high percentage chance of getting screwed and being very unhappy. Um, I, I think that um, my Act 7 Nexus was Kingpin before any buff was ever announced. Um, Iron Patriot and um, Madam Stretch. Um, and so, you know, I'd rather finish content if I'm going to have units or spend on units. Uh, and some folks love to open crystals, and I do too. I just feel extremely stupid uh, and like the biggest mark in the world when I go that route. Okay. So if anybody's ever going to ask me, uh, hey, I'm about to drop this. Uh, hey, July 4th deals. Uh, you know, it's Christmas time, whatever it might be. Um, I'm. What content you got left to do, dude? Where are you at? Uh, how's Act 6 looking? Have you looked at Act 7? Uh, what are those variants looking like now? Uh, that's a great way to grow your account. Uh, you can rank up a whole lot of champs ripping through a variant. That's where I'm going to push people to go. But I also know that's not the fun answer that anybody wants to hear. Okay. Um, Jax, you got any questions? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so you're, you're talking about the CCP and how you left. Um, you, you talked about like it's not like like you said it's not from what it is from from when you started in the CCP. What would you like to see um, from the CCP besides just positive changes um, added to the game? So um, there was a there was a time in CCP where um, you, you had the ability to influence the game. Uh, you had the ability to say, and and I'm not saying that they completely don't now, um, but what I saw there was. It went from more open discussion about it to, all right, this is where we're going, guys. Like, if there are problems with it, like, okay, we'll look at that, but this is where we're going. Um, you know, I vocalized many times what I wanted uh, and what I wish they would do was empower players, uh, enable players to, to have a voice and be heard uh being in the ccp grants you access as i said earlier but that access is realistically power um you you do have influence you do have the ability to do things and you know i'm not necessarily the the right guy that needs to be in there doing that um it just happened to be that i was there and i'm around a ton of players and I hear literally everything from players from the extreme, extreme top 1% down to folks that are working their way through Act 3 uh, or running Map 2-3 in AQ. And it put me and other community people uh, in a very unique position to be able to be the voice for those players to kabam to be able to say, look, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. Here are the bottlenecks that are affecting these players. Here are the issues that these players are having. Here are the issues that all players across the spectrum are having. Now, again, not saying that 
CCP doesn't have that access now. Not saying that they can't uh, bring up things in conversation. It's just not anywhere near the focus that it kind of sort of was once back in the day. Um, it is publicity, man. Um, that's what it was supposed to be. They kind of tried to, when they brought in community people that were not necessarily content creators, uh, they tried to kind of run two things side by side where we could focus on the game, focus on bettering the game, focus on problems with the game, uh, along with publicity stuff. And that just didn't really work. And they realized that they made a couple of promises uh, here and there to bring back the round table to create kind of split the CCP up into actual content people uh, and people more focused on, Hey, let's look at what this is. Let's look at what's going on in the game, what we might need to change, how we might need to uh, adjust where we're going uh, that sort of thing. And they just kind of failed to do that, which not trying to come at them for it. Um, they've got a job. Uh, they've got a job title. They've got bosses telling them what to do. A lot of times hands are tied and there's only so much they can do. And in the end, maybe they don't give a shit. So is what it is. Uh, it was just another chat to deal with for me that wasn't getting me anywhere or furthering any calls that I gave a rip about. And so no reason to be around anymore. Okay. So um, you, did you ever have a YouTube channel or, or stream at all? Oh, I've got a YouTube. I just um, never really use it for much of anything. Um, I've played some Rocket League on there. I've thrown up a, a couple of videos. I do, um, I like to laugh, man. So uh, when I was very active on the forum and we had um, uh, my little symbiote, I, I named him Little Steve and that name kind of took off and then I had a ton of forum posts, uh, kind of like fan fiction posts about Little Steve living with me and not wanting to leave uh, a bunch of really terrible photoshops that made me just die laughing um, I'll see if I can find the link and throw it in your chat because uh, <laughs> again it makes me laugh um, <laughs> uh, so I made a video when they took Steve away from us uh, and I think everybody at least in the states uh, knows the the commercial about adopting dogs that has the really sad Sarah. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I did a really bad video uh, where I threw uh, Venom and little Steve into that uh, <laughs> at the end, because it was really pissed that Kabam was taking him away. I'm like, take away the, the, take away the boost. Like, just let us keep him. Like he's the coolest character y'all have mm -hmm. created yet. Like, why is it such a bad thing to have him? And I mean, I raised hell in CCP about it as well. Um, there were there were lots of times where they just did not like me a whole lot, and that was one of them. Uh, but they were nice enough to tell me that the really bad photoshops made their morning meetings every day. So <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, 
I really wanted to see how far I could push with that and just keep it going. And through that entire month, like I kept that thread going with ridiculous stories about taking little Steve on Halloween. Uh, <laughs> he was going to the beach with Tony Stark. Uh, and Tony took him to amusement uh, park. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Okay. Um, so, uh, did you uh, have you did you ever go into the forums a, a lot, or do you still go into the forums a lot? You know, I haven't in a very, very, very long time. It was super duper active there, um, which is you know, if you are trying to, if you're trying to get into CCP, like I saw um, Samudo, uh, a couple of other people recently um, talking to Thel. Uh, talking to Mike, hey, uh, I submitted this, I haven't heard back, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the best advice I can give you is to be active. Um, the forums are a great place to just get in, help people. Um, I'm obviously a big believer in trying to help folks. Uh, a lot of people help me along the way. Um, so, you know, anywhere I can give back is great. Um, getting on there into the discussions, helping people get past content, explaining things to new players that helped build a name for me. Um, it at least got people to know who I was, even though I wasn't out there creating content and on YouTube all day long. And um, I, I think that's a good way to do it. But yeah, I was there all the time. I mean, I was uh, fighting with grounded wisdom. Uh, you know, it's it was a, a, a constant thing for me. And, you know, there's some trolling here and there, obviously, because uh, it's all entertainment in the end. But, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've been on the phone forum forever. I haven't been back in a while. Um, you know, I've been banned two, three times from there for run-ins. Uh, me and Mike got into it. Uh, but Mike's always... Um, He's probably got the worst job in the world as far as dealing with the community. So you got to kind of uh, give him a break here and there. Um, and even after the run-ins, he's always been pretty cool with me. Um, straightforward in any situation in which he could be straightforward. Okay. So um, you have been to NYCC and you did perform at the uh, uh, Contest of Champions the showdown. What 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 was it called? Yeah, the the first showdown, the uh, yeah. the in live one, summoner showdown. Yeah. So, uh, what was what was that like? Uh, mind blowing. Uh, totally, totally cool. Um, so I got to go up there. Um, so Brian, uh, BG was the host for my week. We were the very first week, and um, Starfighter was there, uh, and Slug. Um, I guess we'll call him Duck Slug uh, because that's what Marvel and Disney changed his name to. Um, that was really funny. Uh, so I was super stressed uh, about the both of them. I had known Star for a long time. She used to uh, be in my events room. And um, she had won a few events. And... Um, I know she was a real good player, so I was super stressed about that. I didn't know Slug well. I knew his work with Aunt May. Um, I knew that uh, that he really knew his stuff. 
So I was trying to be real focused on preparing and not embarrassing myself completely. And uh, New York was a blast. Uh, I went out and got into all the trouble I possibly could. Uh, Marvel uh, was really, really cool. Um, they were a little bit weird. Uh, wouldn't let you take pictures of anything. I mean, like they were, they were just sit here, don't take pictures, don't touch anything. Sit here and look at stuff and wait for us to be ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you know, you're sitting in a room with these seven foot statues of every one of the champs. I mean, like literally all of them, and uh, they've were got they cardboard cutouts. Of... No, dude, they were like. I, they were if if I were standing next to him taking pictures, you wouldn't know if there was a person in there or not. Like it, oh it could God. have literally been a war machine there. Um and uh and they sent these two interns in there with us to watch us and make sure that we don't do anything we're not supposed to do and just let us sweat for a couple of hours while they prep everything. And uh you know, I'm sure a lot of that was them getting Brian ready and you know, Kabam only had so much to do with this. Um, this came down from kind of on high with Disney Marvel. And it was an amazing thing. I hope they continue it next year. I hope more players get to experience it. Um, it, it was extremely cool for any sort of superhero geek out there. Um, but we were the first group. And since... Since nobody had done this before, uh, since Kabam wasn't there at all, nobody from Kabam was there, uh, and Marvel slash Disney was running it, nobody really knew what was going on. And so, like, we get there, and um, it's an unmarked building. You go in, there's a pretty mean-looking security guard there that you have to go by. Uh, none of our names are on a list. We're all four standing there digging through our phones, trying to figure out whose name we can throw out there from an email to be able to get by this really scary guy. Uh, we're already late uh, because it took us a minute to find the building because there's zero signage. Like, they don't want people knowing Marvel's there. And, um, and, and it was just extremely stressful. We're like, hey, this is supposed to be going on now. We got to get in there. And he's like, you know, all this, dude. Just like, I don't, I don't, I need a name. Uh, I'll call somebody <laughs> for you. And, and like, uh, you know, BG is, is kind of the adult in the room. Uh, he's the one that's worked with Kabam before. Um, and so he's trying to do what he can on his phone. And, um, I just blurred out, like, John Marvel. We're here to see John Marvel, which is the, dumbest ass thing that you could possibly say but in my head it was really really funny um and and bg gave me this look of like you just killed us all this man is going to kill us and if he doesn't i'm gonna kill you for saying something so stupid and i just busted out laughing uh because the hell else am i gonna do and um i think it was star that actually found the name in her phone and kind of diffused the situation and got us to actually get in and go do what we were supposed to do. So. Okay. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what did the, uh, fights look like? And, uh, uh, did so, you use? uh, ours was Deadpool. Um, so he had the, um, 
oh god, what do they call it? Where your health pool switches every X amount of seconds. Um, um, I'm not aspect gonna... of something. So evolution. Uh, yeah, it could be. So you're beating the hell out of him. He's almost dead. Uh, and there's no timer to be seen. It's always driven me crazy because there's yeah, no timer okay, for that node. Gotcha. And uh, and then your health pools swap uh, swap up. So um, we didn't know who the defenders were going to be. We didn't know what the nodes were until they brought us up there to the couch to kind of do the rehearsal. And they um, they told me I was going to be going first. I don't know how they picked that, uh, but that sucked, and I almost needed to change my pants. Um, <laughs> but the good thing about it was they were like, all right, uh, Chunky, you sit here. And so I sit on the couch, and they're like, all right, you're going to not touch the phone until we tell you to. And I'm like, okay. And so then they're going through everything and they're like, okay, at this point you will pick up the phone. So I pick up the phone and I'm like digging through it and looking at the fight and pull up the nodes and I look back over my shoulder and try to make sure star and slug can see it too. Uh, because I didn't want to be all douchey and like, you know, Hi, disconnect the HDMI yeah. cable and be like getting inside. Of the yeah. <laughs> so, um, so uh, so we got a couple of seconds there to look at it and glance. And I think I was trying to pull out my phone and take a picture at one point uh, just to be able to think about it. But uh, then the rehearsal part was done. It was just kind of like a walkthrough. And they're like, all right, so uh, go eat some lunch and then come back and, um, and we'll be ready to go. And so we went to a little cafe, grabbed some sandwiches and kind of talked about it and... Um, None of us really wanted to say who we were going to be using, if I'm remembering right. Like, it wasn't, um, I mean, we were all kind of, like, just happy to be there, but I'm super competitive, and um, I was just plotting the whole time. So I went in with uh, Infinity War Iron Man. Um, I went for the hill block, uh, figured that if I could land the hill block at the right time, it would stop him taking uh, my health pool from me when it swapped up. And I honestly got super duper lucky on a very bad heavy uh, that just kind of worked out and then dropped him with the L1. They gave us a, a one minute warm up round where you could pick whoever you wanted, you fight for one minute, and then you get your real run and if you want to change your attacker you can so i got really close to actually taking them out uh on the first like trial run and so i'm like all right cool now i'm gonna totally screw this up somehow uh but got lucky and, uh, <laughs> and like that heavy man like i i totally i knew i needed to throw a hill block on him and i was way too far away uh, but I was expecting them to be a little bit more aggressive and come at me. And so I'm like, screw it. And I started to throw it. And he just stood back at the wall staring at me. And then on that last swing of the arm with a like little electric sword or whatever the hell it is, uh, he ran right into it, landed the hill block. And I think I finished him with an L1. Nice. So uh, super duper lucky. And you know, both of those, uh, uh, Star and Slug, like they were both kind of seeming like they wanted to honor the competition. I don't know if they 
wanted to use Infinity War Iron Man, but then didn't because I had used them. I think they both went in with Fury, uh, which was a great call. Uh, but it just, the AI was weird for them. Uh, I, I think it was a hell of a lot more AI problems than them problems. Uh, and the fights just went bad for him. Hmm. So the uh, the cool thing was I got to watch Panda take on the same fight when his week came up, and he used Torch, and he blew my time away. Like, I mean, Panda just ripped him one with Torch. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know a lot about Torch, so I was at work, and I'm, like, going out for a smoke break to watch this because I wanted to see how everybody else did. Like, I was super-duper invested in this. A whole lot of friends were involved in it, and a whole lot of people that I just look up to in the game. And uh, so I wanted to see every one of the rounds, and and Panda just totally ripped me. And so, like, one of the last weeks was when Miss Insomnia went, and she had been texting me all through that week, super-duper nervous. Uh, like, I felt so bad for her, because she she's um, she's a good player, but she doesn't give herself credit. And she's like, just tell me what to do, Chunky. And I'm like, look, uh, Panda's way destroyed mine, and I don't know that I could do what he did, but he's got to have the best way. All I knew how to do was keep hitting him and throw a heavy every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, uh, and, and she blew Panda's time away. She took in uh, Iron Man, and, I mean, it was just like magic. Like, she beat everyone's time. And I was so super stoked. I can remember like screaming for watching the live stream. Like I was so happy. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, my next question would, uh, is, uh, what, what kind of content would you, would you bring back from, uh, like say earlier months that, that you liked more than other events? Uh, I'm a big lover of side events. Um, I think they're fun. I think they are a good kind of uh, mix-up to what's going on, uh, just to give you something different to do. Uh, the Is it the MODOK Labs or Hotel MODOK? I don't remember which one they call that, where you get the little um, re-rolls for the nodes on the defenders. Those were some of... MODOK Labs, yeah. Those were some of my favorites because those are super duper evil. Uh, and, and I love the evil side of things. And I love the evil side if it is um, a voluntary thing. Like, don't throw that shit into wars or AQ or any, like, permanent content. Like, let's get mean with the voluntary stuff that's on the side. And let's have different levels of it so that anybody can participate. Um you know, what I'd really love to see more than anything is the monthly queue to become an every other month queue. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I used to bring this up in CCP a lot. I think that the cadence of development is way too fast. Um, I think that uh, I get the feeling that working at Kabam as a developer... Uh, you just chug coffee uh, and move as fast as you can 24 hours a day to spit out content. And I think the players are the ones that, that end up hurting, basically. So, you know, one of the things I always begged them to do was 
you have so much content from all these years and you're always developing more and you're always making new side quests and that's awesome but how about you know you 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 do a month on and a month off for eq you've got your permanent content that's always there uh whether it is the acts uh whether it is the um the, the legends stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, and the variants and so that month off all you have to do is recycle content from side quests like you don't have to get lazy about it you throw in the new champs that are there you you test out some new nodes so that you see these new nodes that you're creating uh in side quest content that isn't gonna hurt the player if it's screwed up you know what i mean it's it's not going to cost them aq potions revives or screw them in a war season yeah uh, and and along with that that gives you more free time to develop the next EQ. And the same thing for champions. Stop releasing champions every month. Like, they come out, they're bugged. We don't know if we should really update, uh, really rank them up or not. We've got to wait for videos to hit. Uh, every single video that comes out has the word insane used 15 times on it. Uh, and they're fully boosted, and they're ranked 3 and they're tearing through. Uh, R.O.L. or uh, Thing in Abyss of Legends or Act 6 or what have you. Like, let's just slow down and get it right and stop this frantic chase that's going on. And that'll never happen. Yeah, and that's disappointing. I, I kind of feel like that would make, make more room for the uh, older champions to get a little bit more love too, you know? For sure. But also to get love in a way that you're not going to have a situation where the community has to freak out for a week straight uh, and all of a sudden, okay, well, these changes are being rolled out, rolled back for hood. Uh, right. You know, you've got half of the community that loved the new hood. And then you've got the people that ranked up hood specifically for the utility that he had before that. And, you know, you're, 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 you're causing problems that don't need to be caused. Whereas if you just kind of slowed it down a little bit, uh, focused on certain things, uh, again, gave us some more side quests, recycle them, throw some more nodes at them, uh, and, and then roll forward in the next month with some new champs. You know, if you've got more time, I, I'm not a developer. And, you know, I've heard all kinds of excuses um, as to schedules and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But realistically, it comes down, it comes down to, uh, uh, there's no nice way to say it. Uh, it comes down to we've got revenue goals and this is how we meet them. Yeah, That's just my opinion, though. Okay. Um, so, uh, going back to like the hood buff, um, what do you, do you think he was good before or after the buff and what are kind of your thoughts on that? I think he was amazing. Uh, not top tier, but in the right hands, amazing both ways. Um, and I say that because, um, I have a buddy, uh, a guy named Jedi who is one of the best players I've seen. Uh, he was actually in the showdown 
the week of this insomnia's week. Uh, Jedi has played in Kenobi since I've known. Well, first he played in Shield with me, uh, and he taught me a whole lot of stuff. Walked me through war fights when we were pushing. Uh, just a really good dude, a really great player. And Jedi used to use Hood all through Tier One wars. Uh, and take down bosses all day long. Uh, he was just that good with them. Uh, but that damage, dude, after the change, that damage was cool. Uh, I was about to rank three mine because uh, I'm sitting on a purple T5C and I don't have anybody that I really want to rank three in the Mystic class. And I started testing them. Uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter uh, with people going crazy with them, uh, and I was going to rake them up, and then the announcement hit that they were going to roll them back. And so um, I kind of get both sides of that discussion. Like, I don't I don't necessarily feel one way or the other. I, I definitely get both sides. You know, I saw, I saw what Cat Murdoch wrote up. Cat uh, is a huge Hood fan. Cat uh, made some extremely good points about ranking him up for certain purposes. Uh, all, you know, when you look at a rank up, I guess depending on where you're playing, it's not this singular uh, event. It is not just this one thing that lives all by itself in this vacuum. That rank up fits into a roster. That rank up answers questions. Uh, or, or answers nodes for when you are going into uh, content. And so it's got to fit in with a team. And so that's kind of where um, that's kind of where I, I, I get what she's saying. You know, it's all of a sudden she's now got a hole in her roster that she has to figure out another way to fill. And she may not have a champ that can fill that hole anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, is there is there a champ that you you would buff like an older champ that you would buff? Strange, old, strange. strange. You now. want strange back from now. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> um, was my favorite champ. Uh, he was my first uh, big rank up as a four star. It was my first max. Um, I never got a Scarlet Witch. Uh, so I know everybody loved her, uh, but I would take everything with Strange. Uh, I would go up against, on the the first war map, uh, I don't know if y'all remember that uh, the top part of the map had those three lanes, and the bottom lane was always full of nightcrawlers and spiders, because every node was an evade or a... Um, uh, a, a stun immune node. And that last mini was always OG Spider-Man. It was stun immune. It had some evade on it. And I had taught myself how to take that with Strange uh, just by intercepting with his L1 all the time. And um, there was nothing that I couldn't do with Strange. Like, there was literally everything I did was with Strange. And his... <sighs> His nerf was so very unnecessary. Like 12.0 had to happen. Uh, the, the the perfect block teams. Uh, there was just stuff that was 
there was going to hold the game back from being able to progress. So I, I get that. But the strange side of things, there was no need for that. And he's just so broken now. Like, I'll play with him every now and then uh, and throw Mephisto and all of the different synergies that he needs on the team. But the days of carrying a full team for synergy has been dead since, like, the three weeks after it started. Um, that that part of the meta of the game was so short-lived, and it was almost like a prototype that Kabam was trying out, and then they just threw it in the trash because they knew that it was worthless. And so, you know, people say Strange was hit that one big time in 12, but realistically, they when they started playing with synergies and they started trying to buff champs through synergies, it was so short-lived for him. Like, he's been hit twice, as far as I'm concerned. And he's so fun to play, and he's got such a shit prestige. Like, why are we being mean to him? What did Doctor Strange do to Kabam's family? Did they have to do these things to him? <laughs> okay. Um, Jash, you got anything, bud? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Doctor Strange is such a cool character. Um, I actually started like making these fan buffs myself and my brother he saw like my fan buffs for Sp- Spider-Man symbiote and Captain America is like, dude, I want to do a Doctor Strange buff. <laughs> and so I definitely feel you. I can't wait to I hope he gets buffed. I can't wait. Um so you said that so so are you are you gonna rank up a hood whenever he gets the buff again since he's gonna have re added So I'm waiting to see what happens to him. Um so I've got at R2, I've got Symbiote Supreme, and I love him, but he is very situational. Um, I, I don't have an R3 Mystic right now. So I've got him. I've got Sorcerer Supreme, who everyone in the world seems to love except me. Um, I've tried her out. I ranked her to try to force myself to use that T5C. And I just couldn't do it. But I'm also a suicides junkie. So that's got a lot to do with it. Um, I, I've got a ton of really good suicide champs. Uh, and I really don't like the process of changing masteries. And I don't like the cost. And I'm not going to do it unless I'm going to take on every bit of content that I need to have suicides off. Otherwise, if I'm looking for an alliance... Uh, one of the first things that I tell them is suicides are staying on or they're staying off and I'm not going back and forth. So like I'm cool with it either way. But if you if you want my defenders to not have suicides, then I'm not going to be using an R3 Omega. Uh, I'm not going to be using these champs and we'll have to find different answers to things. So um, I don't I don't know about hood, man. Um I've, I've got a, a multi-duped Mephisto. Uh, I've got some other decently cool Mystic Champs, but I don't have Dragon Man. I would rank him. I don't have a six-star Doom. I would rank him. Uh, and maybe a Tigra, but I don't really want to learn Tigra. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm kind of happy being lazy about Tigra. Uh, I went through, you know, the difficult learning champs. I've got Ghost down. I've got uh, Quake down. Uh, now, learning Tigra is just kind of like, mm. you know, I watch Metal Sonic, uh, and 
it's so fun to see what he can do with a champ when when he decides, okay, I'm going to master this one. Uh, it's super duper fun to watch him. And I watch his Tigra stuff, and I'm like, mm, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I can wait to see what happens to Hood. Uh, I can wait to see if a Doom appears or a Dragon Man. I would uh, love Dragon Man. I tried to talk myself into Longshot. Um, I tried to talk myself into Sasquatch. I've I've also got the uh, my my uh, Awakening Gem that I have right now is Mystic, and so uh, Longshot was one that I wanted really really bad when he came out. Like I was dying for a Longshot and. I got him as a five. I used him some, and I couldn't talk myself into rank fiving him. Uh, now I've got him as a six, and I'm like, really? no. Uh, Sasquatch, you know, it's fun to put the pain on people uh, with your defense, uh, but can't really do that with him unless I'm running high MD and take suicides off, and I'm not going to use him that much content and. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that either. So um, I'm super duper picky, uh, if you couldn't tell. Okay. So um, you mentioned uh, the synergies thing. Um, one of the things I noticed whenever uh, I've got my six-star Black Panther is he only has three different synergies, and one of them is with a one-star Deadpool. Do you think that's something that we could possibly see changed in the future with his buff? I I think so, but but Bam's kind of stingy about that. Um, you know, go through um so there's a site I use called marvelsynergy.com. Uh and I don't really know who makes that site, but it's a very very useful site. Um I know that Slug is kind of working synergy stuff into Ant May. Um I believe he is anyway. Uh, but Marvel Synergy has been the best one that I know of to show the full tree. So, you know, if 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 one champ has a synergy going one way but not the other way, um, that site will show you everything. And so going through that, when you get uh, a good pull or um, somebody gets buffed, um, and you look back at the, especially the older champs, like you're saying, it's also just disappointing. Um, you know, there was a time and a place where uh, plus 50 crit damage or whatever was, you know, kind of cool. Uh, but that also kind of sort of went away with 12.0 in reality. Um, so I, I feel like they need to do a lot more work on that. And there are definitely nuggets that they have thrown out there from time to time that have been uh, kind of like, oh, wow let me play around with this energy that nobody's noticing right now. Um, but some of them don't really play out like you expect them to. There was the um, Ant-Man and... God, who was it that gave Ant-Man thorns, basically? Was it Doc Ock or somebody else? Um, so there was a time... There was a time where somebody came out or somebody got a buff, and I'll see if I can pull it up while I'm talking to you. Um, and everybody got super duper excited uh, because all of a sudden 
Ant-Man was going to be useful and this killer defender and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it didn't really work out. That like it just, it sounded good on paper. It didn't work out in, there it is. It didn't work out in the game. So, um, Ant-Man reflects. Okay, so the Dr. Octopus energy with Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man reflects 40% of physical damage done by attacks that make contact with his glancing hits. So it sounded really good on paper. Uh, when playing it, it really didn't do much of anything because it needed 75 other things to happen for that damage to go back. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that they can do with synergies. And I know that they've got a lot of balls in the air that they need to keep in the air and there's got to be balance there because if they do too much uh, and all of a sudden these two, three champs are ridiculously op, well we all freak out. Uh, that was a shit champ before. Uh, now you gave them the synergy. Uh, you know, everybody's going crazy. We're going to clear all this content, etc, etc, etc. Kabam likes to uh, try to do just enough, I guess is the right way to say it. Uh, always seemingly in fear of doing too much. And you go along like that for six months where you're like, come on guys, like pull the trigger. Let's get something fun in here. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, they release basically a game breaking champ. Um, and, Everybody goes for that champ, and you know you've got Corvus uh, running the world for a year and a half or more, uh, and then it's back to trying to have that deft hand and not do not do too much in fear of throwing an imbalance into everything and people flipping out. So yeah, I'd love to see him do I, more. Like you said, though. that's kind of how I feel like Apocalypse is nowadays. Uh, and oh, for sure. like yeah, you know, you've got the Red Goblin synergy with uh, Symbio Spider Man. I mean, mm-hmm. so I that's mean, a fun one. It, it 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 seems like they're trying, you know, but it's just not enough. I I'd love to know what makes them decide that they're gonna kind of sort of pull that trigger with this synergy, but we're not gonna worry about all these other ones. Um, you know, there's they're good OG champs. Um, I I know not many people like Electra, but she was always a fun one for me. Um, you know, she's a killer. Uh, there's a couple of other ones. You know, Winter Soldier. Um, you've got that. God, what did they call it? The Dark Trinity or the Unholy Trinity, whatever it was. And you know, him, uh, Killmonger, Void. Uh, Winter Soldier can go beast for a while. Um, but that was basically just mimicking Star-Lord through Synergy, which was cool and fun, uh, but none of it works in the meta of the game. And I think that's, I think that's the frustrating part is, uh, you know, to me, I've always been trying to chase that meta and see where it's gonna go before time uh, so that I can prepare for it. Uh, keep an eye on what nodes are popping up in defenses. Keep an eye on uh, what they're trying to do here with new champs that are coming out. Uh, is this, um, 
are they all stagger champs? Uh, are we going to have a whole bunch of miss champs? Um, are we going to do this? And I try to prepare for that ahead of time so that I have an easy time because I'm an extremely lazy player now. And so the meta seems to all be determined by just the new champs, the couple of synergies that are throwbacks, and then everybody else gets forgotten and they really have no place in the game. And that kind of sucks. Um, the changes to EQ that just happened last month uh, seem like they're doing the same thing. And that's a little bit worrisome for me. So, you know, you had um, on the, the Cavalier side of EQ, you, you, you had a quest for each class. And that's cool. Let's mix it up. Um, but they were very specific. They weren't too hard, but there were ways that you could rank up champs to deal with those nodes in a better way. And interestingly enough, a couple of buffs that happened just worked really well with some of those nodes in Cavalier EQ. And that's cool. But now we got a different EQ. And so the, the goalposts move a little bit. Uh, the impetus to rank this champ or that champ moves a little bit. Um, you know, it's 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 always got to change. Uh, it can't ever stay the same. I get that, uh, but it can be frustrating to stay on top of it and keep chasing that carrot constantly. Um, and then all of a sudden, this new god tier gets dropped that destroys everything. <laughs> And for six months, that's what you're chasing. Um, that can drive you crazy. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, Jay, actually, you got anything else, man? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You brought up Ant Man, and especially the Yellow Jacket. How Yellow Jacket actually doesn't buff Ant Man. So I have a theory that Ant Man's going to get buffed uh, one of these months. And we do have two reworks coming out next month. And uh, someone on, I think, uh, someone on Twitter, I forgot who it was, was asking, like, who do you think will be the two reworks we have in April? And I was thinking that because last year in April, we had an, a Marvel Realm of Champions event. And if you haven't seen the State of the Battle Realm map, there's a connection to the Iron Legionnaire and the Black Panther. So I was thinking that, like, these reworks are going to be Iron Man and Classic Black Panther. Because we were told Classic Black Panther was being worked on. Um... Some people said Miles, but I feel like it's, they they said that it was on the to-do list to make Miles Morales, so I don't think Miles is going to be out, be able to be finished this month and come out next month, but I just th thought that was really cool. <laughs> so Miles has had his game already land, so I feel like they missed the whole synergizing with Marvel opportunity. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um Black Panther would be really interesting, but I don't know what they do with him really. Um, it'd be it, it'd be fun to see because he is a fun champ. Um, yeah, but I'd be, I'd be happy if he just didn't have the same damn animations as as Wolverine in the end. Um, I'm I'm kind of looking at those two offers that just hit uh, this week and won't go away from my unit store. So we had. The Jane Foster offer for Android players and the Hella offer for iPhone players, I believe. Yeah. And so that one was, and I, I totally could be putting on a tinfoil hat right now 
but it was kind of interesting that those two came through. So, you know, um, I know we had International Women's Day, uh, and those those characters weren't involved with it. Maybe it was just throwing some some spotlight on them. Uh, but I I know that I know that Jane Foster is going to be a big big part of the new Thor movie. Um, I don't know if Hela's going to show back up or not, but it was just, it, it felt kind of weird to see those two in particular come up on an offer with some big time revives and other stuff. And it made me kind of scratch my head a little bit. Yeah, I think it just had to do with it being an Asgardian event. Um, because, like, I think everyone in the community was like, dude, we're having Odin and Magog, two Asgardian characters. Why why not do like a whole Asgarding event with the buffs? And, I, and I've noticed this is like they don't buffs are really interesting and I've tried to I haven't really figured it out like why certain characters get buffed and why why others don't. And they've never synergized with certain events. The only time I think was um White Magneto and Red Magneto for the uh for yeah. the apocalypse. That was like the only time they've ever synergized with buffs. Um okay. so yeah, I thought it was interesting and I think like I said, I think it's just as Asgardian event. Uh, and plus, I don't think Helen needs an overhaul, um, but Jane Foster for sure. But I would love to see, uh, love to see buffed. And Hell, I think just needs like a like a tune up at least. Um, so yeah, we talked. You said that you could you wanted to buff one character, which is Doctor Strange. Um, what is one character you'd want added to the game? Um, so that's a bad question. Uh, I'm a. I don't. I don't mean that you asked a bad question. It's a bad question for me. I'm a DC fan. Um, I got it. Oh no! <laughs> my kids. So yeah, um, give me. I won't name DC guys. Um, I, I would. Uh, the one that's always bothered me for not being around is Jessica Jones. Um, having all of that stuff in game, uh, but not usable, it, it's kind of stuck in everybody's crawl for years now. And I know she's not, like, flashy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, she just beats the hell out of you. Uh, but it's all there already. Uh, are we going to get another Iron Man, another Spider, another Deadpool that is coated in some other sort of metal? Uh, you already got Jessica Jones in the game. Like, she's just chilling there. Like, let's have some fun with her. Um, plus, that was... A, a show that I felt like didn't get enough applause. Like I loved the Jessica Jones show. Like it was oh, dude. super so good. awesome. Yeah, so it's interesting because when she got data mined, she was data mined a month before her initial uh event in the game she literally just had Black Widow special. So you're talking about like Black Panther has other like so I, I think I don't think Jessica Jones will ever be playable because even Kabam Gabe said yo she's not flashy. So, but there is someone who is in the game files who has been in more events than Jessica Jones, and that's Jean Grey. Now, Jean Grey is someone who's became Phoenix and Dark Phoenix, and then back to Phoenix, and then back to Jean Grey, and then back to Phoenix. Like, they could do so much with her, and we just had Professor X, so, like, we know someone who is mostly telepathic. She She's obviously telekinetic as well. Like, that's who my most wanted, like, player that's not in the game, that's been in the game files for about the same time. Well, I guess she's been in, she's been in a year less than Jessica Jones, but um, I, I would love Jessica, Jean Grey over Jessica Jones. 
were you playing during the uh, mashup quest that we had back in the day? Uh, which one are you talking about? The, um, I believe it was the Frank Strange. Uh, they would basically mash up two characters. I think it was like a Halloween thing or the Venom Pool thing, possibly. Um, so you had uh, Strange and Punisher squished into one character. Yeah, the... Uh, they used they use some of them in Act Seven. Um, yeah, so those are the Modok. Yeah, those are the Modok ones where Modok combined two champions. Give, give me, give me those. Like, let me get them. Okay. Me get them. Oh, really? Let me have some fun with those. That would be yeah. a blast. There was a guy that um, there's a guy on YouTube that I, I I don't think it was any of like the known uh data people slash hackers that are around now, uh, but there was some dude that hacked it and had them as playable characters and had a lot of fun with it. And oh, very cool. That that looked like it was kind of neat. I mean, it's a uh, you would have to do it on you know a, a total burner account because everything that you would have to do is completely uh, against TOS and you'll get screwed for it one way or another. But it looked like he could have fun with it. And it, mm -hmm. I mean, he could run a couple of quests, and that's basically it. But some fun characters. I like weird stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a list I'm working on with the the other Gabe, El Gabe Moreno, with the Future Society, and I have yep. a list of like all T's champions in the in the dialogue of the game. So are even the dialogue or professional images or New York Comic Con, and uh, a lot of those. Like I was just, you were talking about um, like non-playable characters as well, and I, I have these on the like I have 120 characters right now who have like a band has <laughs> said like or have name dropped as character, um, or said this person's joining soon or or whatnot. So I, I just I wanted to bring that up. Um, you know, the good thing is, Kabam Kabam Gabe uh, is a fan, like first off. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and that's that's a boon for Kabam and the players. Like, it's not always going to go the way that all of us want it to go as far as who joins. Um, but you're almost guaranteed that at least the style, uh, the the animations are, are going to be pretty much dead on. Now, I don't know that he has much to do with um, any sort of abilities, uh, synergies, anything like that. Uh, I'm sure if he has a say, he wants them to be as on point with the lore as possible. But him being such a big fan, I remember how much work he put into Sunspot. Like, I remember, you know, he even did the, the Sunspot voice for the video. Uh, you know, that one was close to his heart from Brazil. Um, like, dude pours himself into it. And it's it's impressive what he's able to do and and also the the care he has for it all you know what i mean um, oh yeah 100 percent, man so. i um i like i, I i've been reaching out to kabam members to be on for the podcast and my top person to ever have on the podcast is kabam gabe i would love to have him on and um <laughs> so i, I just I, can, I can't hopefully that happens one day <laughs> i've uh I believe he's done a couple of things here and there, right? Like, yeah, he's on the um, the unofficial Marvel Champions podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I would, um, I haven't reached out, I haven't reached out to it yet. We've kind of booked 
for a lot of months in the future. So I just want to wait yeah. till we're like a little bit closer so we can schedule it. But most of the Kabam members I've reached out to, they said, hey, we're too busy at the moment. We'd love to be on in the future. So it's totally understandable that I'm, I'm sure he's super busy, especially running co like Contest and Realm. Like he's the art director for both games. So I can totally tell it's going to be hard to book him. Well, let's just uh, let's get rid of Realm and uh, oh, free him oh. up a little bit. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you play Realm at all? You know, I I, I downloaded it um, so that I could grab my name, um, and I played it a little bit, and just not my style. Um, you know, not knocking it because I haven't played it enough to be like this is a good or bad game. It just flat out isn't really my style. Um, I know a lot of people that love that kind of game. Um, just not my style. Like, and honestly, um, there's really no good way to say this either. So uh, I, I, I'll pass on getting myself involved in two Kabam games. Uh, one is enough for me, basically. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely understand exactly what you're talking about. Um, hopefully, Realm just kind of becomes like. I mean, Contest wasn't great in the beginning. Like, I literally stopped playing Contest when it first came out. Um, so like, I took a two year break, and then when I came back, I was like, dude, oh my goodness, this game is so good today. So I I hope Realm doesn't take two years to do that. Um, not saying like Contest took two years to get good. I'm just saying I I just left the game for two years. Um, you know. So to me, to me, the um. The saving grace and contest at every downturn and every problematic area uh, was the community, uh, was the social aspect of the game. Uh, the, the reason that the game built in the way that it did over time uh, was the, the social aspect of the game. The thing that holds players on now the old timers, uh, the people that just keep going, the ones looking for a retirement alliance, the ones that are just doing a Q, uh, the ones that might just be doing a W, whatever it is, the social aspect is what has kept it going. Um, through 12.0, uh, through whatever various boycotts came and went, um, it's that social side of things. And that's one thing that Kabam has never been able to understand and work with. Uh, and that's probably one of the more frustrating things for me. Um, but if, if they can figure that out with realm, um, it'll have the exact same amount of success money wise, download wise, uh, current player wise or active player wise uh, the MCOC does because it's as much as it's just you going into a fight and doing the same damn thing over and over 400 times in a day uh, it's, it's the social aspect that has really carried it through everything to, to me um, you know I, I've seen players come and go uh, but the majority of them hold on because they want to play with their buddies. Uh, they want to stick with this alliance. They like talking to people on Discord, Line, whatever it might be. And um, 
And that's been an extremely lucky thing for Kabam because it's been a player built and a player driven side of things that Kabam has been able to benefit from. I wish they would, um, if they want Realm to be really, really, really successful, I hope they see that and somehow kind of implement that in a better way. Okay. Um, so, I mean, last week I kind of talked to Royal about uh, transparency from Kabam. Do you think that the uh, the roadmap could use a little bit of an update? Uh, good luck with it. Um, that roadmap was uh, you got to look at the timing of it and what was going on uh, and the issues in the game, the issues with um, with war, uh, with the changes that were happening, uh, with everybody freaking out about, uh, well, you're going to, you know, you guys said that there are buffs coming out this month, um, but that's not necessarily what Kabam promised. Kabam promised changes. And they promised to try to make sure that those were positive changes, uh, but sometimes it might have to go the other way. Um, so when that roadmap hit, the game and the players, there was a ton of bad stuff going on. There was a ton of strife, uh, a ton of pulling back and forth. Um, and the roadmap realistically was direct uh, a direct answer to all the bad stuff happening and all the people freaking out and all the people trying to hold kabam's feet to the flames because the only way to get anything out of kabam truthfully is player pressure and there was enough of it that they actually acted same thing with the hood uh same thing with every change that's ever happened same thing if you want to go back to 12 uh the stuff that players got, Kabam definitely sort of had a plan in place uh, to reimburse, if you will, players. Uh, but the rest of what happened on top of that was player pressure. Um, not going with gear, player pressure. Uh, so that roadmap is cool. Uh, and it was it was definitely a good move on Kabam's part. And there should be about 10,000 times as much transparency as there is now. Uh, but there should also be a way for um, a way for players to really have a voice. Um, there should be a lot more communication uh, about the good, the bad, and the in-between. Um, Kabam does a... Uh, <sighs> That roadmap is going to change. It's already changed some. Uh, it's only logical that, you know, it's going to have to uh, be altered over time and evolve. Uh, you know, those are those are goals. Those are, are goals that they set for themselves and things they wanted to work towards. And as they work towards them, I'm sure they're going to figure out that uh, this one doesn't really fit or uh, we can do this one better. Um, that's just part of life and running the game and a company and everything else. Um, it's going to be ever evolving, but hell yes, they need to be much, much more transparent, much more upfront about things. Um, the hood situation wouldn't have happened had they 
been so. Um, you know, I don't know if CCP tested out Hood uh, in the past. Uh, those buffs haven't been anything that the CCP gets to test out. It's the new champs that they get to test. Uh, I believe there might have been once or twice when some of the buffs uh, were tested beforehand. Um, but, you know, Kabam is real straightforward about, or at least in the past, it's been real straightforward about the fact that, um, well, let's see, they actually say it two different ways. Uh, on the one hand, they say they thoroughly test everything, uh, that their testing is really top-notch, and they... thoroughly test everything there's too many nodes there's too many interactions there's too many synergies there's too much content you guys are the best testers in the world uh and they make it very plain uh that all of us are there to look at it logically It, it kind of has to be because that cuts into profits. Um, it's not worth it. Uh, to them for roadmap every single month. Uh, they should questions and who are uh, a good way to um, to know what's coming and to be able to be prepared for it but also to be able to throw out possible issues internalized even if it is not uh, applied immediately um you know my thing is always going to be players need info and kabam needs to listen to players because all too often players tell kabam what the fix needs to be and then we go through weeks of turmoil and stupidity and then the fix that the players said should happen is usually twisted up a little bit, but supplied in the end. And then we go back to normal until the next time it happens and we start all over again. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, um, it, you're going to run into problems. Uh, and like I said, Kabam has their own goals and we're just players. Um, and so they can one, thousand percent take the stance of hey, it's our product guys we're going to do what we want with it um 
but then they've got to expect blowback and got to expect unhappy customers. And in the end, um, we vote with our pocketbook. So let's, you know, let's not get in this uh, headbutting match. Let's work together. Players get what they want, and the BAM gets what they want. It's a pretty simple scenario. I don't know why it. Um, it's always such a difficult thing to go through because it is literally always the most difficult thing in the world to go through. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I think Slayer Gods, he brought up, like, he was talking about how ghosts can be hit by Daredevil now. Um, yeah. Like, so it's just like, it's like really, yeah, like, why why is that a thing if she's literally becoming intangible, meaning you cannot touch her? But for him, it's because she's missing. That's that's the, that's the interaction. And Kabam came out and said, "Well, this is our game. It doesn't work. Physics don't work the same way in the battle realm. So basically, it's kind of like a scapegoat." Um, but but you and every rational player knows that that is BS, and that is Kabam saying, "Screw you. We did it because we wanted to, because there's something else coming soon. Like there's always." something else coming soon and that builds on it do you remember when archangel was nerfed uh a, a little bit i wasn't actually playing this is the part of the game when i was uh oh i wasn't i didn't come back so um archangel being able to stun unstunnable basically because of um uh his his is things wearing off. Sorry, my brain's not working right now. There's the neurotoxin, uh, right? Yes, thank you very much. Um, so Archangel used forever, uh, specifically for uh, certain war nodes uh, where that interaction came into play. Uh, that interaction had been confirmed as working as intended by Kabam Forum mods. The post is still there. Uh, if they have finally deleted the post, there are plenty of screenshots around it. Um, interestingly enough, nobody ever saw that that forum moderator again, but oof, Kabam moderator confirmed it. Uh, they nerfed Ar Archangel. They didn't like anybody calling it a nerf, get in trouble. Uh, they'd argue with you, etc., etc. And then we had Wasp. And what does Wasp do? Passive stun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you see a change like that, uh, Ghost and Daredevil, to me, the right thought process is, ah, some shit's coming. Like, and it's happened before with other champs as well. You know, as far as Kabam is concerned, they don't make any sort of silent nerfs. Uh, they also do not make silent changes. Uh, but every player who looks at abilities pages regularly or knows their favorite champions or most used champions' abilities pages by heart, uh, they'll tell you differently. Uh, things change. Uh, they don't make it to the change log. Sometimes they are bigger uh, than other things. Uh, sometimes they're no big deal. Just little things that fix interactions that you know, can mount up and cause problems. But to buy into the we don't silently nerf, we don't silently change uh, is just really asinine. And that one, like I said, I've, I've got a feeling that 
somebody's coming along at some point that is going to utilize something there in that ghost daredevil interaction. So it'd be fun to see if it happens. It could be the new hood buff. You know, I um, I wonder what they're gonna do with that change. If they're just gonna scrap it, or if they're gonna. I know everybody's wanting so, to um to get that fate seal back in there, but that's also gonna screw up his bullets and everything else, and so it's just a big mess now. Yeah, they um they had a forum post mm, not too long ago, just basically saying this he's going he's getting reverted back, and then we're gonna actually implement. The same, I'm pretty sure they pretty much said the same thing, just with Fate Steel, and then they're going to tune some stuff. And that's basically all they said. Like, he'll be back to normal, he'll be back to what his buff was, but with Fate Steel, and then stuff will be tuned. Because I heard there was, they said there was a lot of bugs with him. So they're just going to fix the bugs, give him Fate Steel, and I think they'll call the day. Hey, you know, what would work really well with something like that is, um, you know, having a month in between releasing champs and EQ so that they could work out those bugs and make sure that the product is a little bit more pristine when it reaches the player. Just a thought. Yeah, just like you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes, it makes a, a whole lot more sense, though, because they would have more time to release a new champ and more time to, like, if they would just flip-flop it back and forth or something, you know, like to up to buff the champ and release a new champ. On the it, off weeks, it just seems logical, right? I mean, I've yeah. like I said, I've had the conversation a lot of times, and I've been told a man hour problem, uh, and it's not a this problem, and it's not a that problem. And okay, that's great that that's being said, but that's not really what I see. Um, you know, I don't see the back end. I'm not running around the offices. I don't see what everybody's working on. I see the finished product, and I know when I am rushing something for my work um i know when i've got deadlines coming up uh and i know when i'm not going to have enough time to meet this deadline and do my job to 100 percent. so i'm going to squeak by at 85 90 percent if i can make it there and hope that it's good enough yeah, maybe, no doubt. Maybe Marvel superhero and villain development is different than everything else in the world, though. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, JX, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, that's it. That's all my notes. All right, um, uh, Chunky B. I think that's that'd be about it for us, man. We're a little over an hour. Um, if you got anything you want to plug, uh, real quick. No, man, I don't, um, I don't really plug, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I do what I do and, um, that's about it. Uh, I hope that, uh, I hope that I didn't bore you guys and I appreciate you having me on. I hope your, uh, your listeners enjoyed at least part of it. Yeah, dude. It's super informative. I think, man, I, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it was great, man. Not, Thank you. Not a problem, guys. Not a problem. I will, um, I'll look forward to the next ones and, Check them out. See who you got on. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for coming by. Um, Chunky B, check him out on Twitter. Um, he was in this summer showdown for the first year. Uh, check that out too. Um, but everybody, have a great Saturday evening, and uh, I'll get it posted when I can. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Peace out, man.
Craig, Craig's still in here. Holy shit. Yeah, fine. hell yeah. Shit. <laughs> Finally, man. Yeah, you're probably you're probably gonna hear your um that whatever happened.